The title of my message, I don't really title messages, it's called The Perfect Storm. If you ever seen The Perfect Storm, anybody see The Perfect Storm? Anybody else on this side? There's only like a few people over here. Anybody here? The Perfect Storm? Do you remember The Perfect Storm? Man, I was like, yes, this movie's awesome. And, you know, I was like, yes, yes. And then in the end, he died. And he's like, you see him floating, right? And it was, and you're like, what, what kind of movie was this? How many people like happy endings? I mean, I, I was like, my, why we even show, like, the story? Why don't he just, you know, in the first place, just sink? But he had the will to fight, and he had the will to, you know, to keep going. And, and you know, I, I was looking at my life, and I was like, am I going to die in this storm? And the Lord says, yes, you are. Because if you're not willing to die, you're not willing to live. Any man who comes, desires to come after me, he must die to himself. Die to the old nature. Come on, somebody. Die to your old ways of thinking. Die to your old lifestyle. You can still be a Christian and bring, try to bring your old lifestyle in. It doesn't work. Light and darkness, or they, they, they don't comprehend each other. Amen? Light is greater than the darkness, but you must stay in the light. God is light, and in him is no darkness at all. And if we say we walk in the light and walk in darkness, we, we don't tell the truth. God will expose you eventually. I said God will expose you eventually. Eventually, you're going to get caught. So you might as well come into the light. And so I had to deal with the perfect storm. The perfect storm. But I'm hoping it's going to be a happy ending. Amen? Turn your Bibles to John chapter 1. We're actually going to go into Mark, but I want to show something real quick. So we're going to go into John first, and then we're going to jump into Mark chapter 4. John chapter 1. And I'm going to read to you. It says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Someone say, the Word was God. Say it again. The Word was God. God was always in the beginning. Nobody created him. The Word was with God. Nobody created the Word. The Word was God. Keep going. He was in the beginning with God, and all things were made through him, and without him, nothing was made that was made. So even before God created the earth, God, Jesus, Holy Ghost, still existed. And nothing was created until God said so. He has the ultimate say-so. Turn your name and say, God has the ultimate say-so. So even if you want to quit, God has the ultimate say-so. Even if you... God has the ultimate say-so. You can talk back all you want, but God's going to have his way. You could fight him all you want. He's bigger than you. You could pout. You could be stubborn. 
But eventually, he will have his way. Keep going. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And light shines. Someone say, light shines in darkness, and darkness did not comprehend it. Down to verse 14. Someone say, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld the, his glory. The glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Full of grace and full of truth, God. God became flesh. Someone say, God became flesh. Who, what's his name? What's his name? And the reason why I bring this up, because Matthew, Mark, Luke, talk about the teachings of Jesus. They talk about what Jesus did, the miracles, the teachings. But John talks about who Jesus is. Amen? We know the teachings, we know the miracles, but do you know who he is? We call upon him, but do we know who he is? Matthew, Mark, Luke talk about his teachings. Oh, they're brilliant and they're awesome and they, they help us today. The miracles give us hope and, and they give us, yes, we can do these things. But John specifically says, cut, cut it all out. He's God. And so I want you to jump to Mark chapter 4. I want to give you a quick background. How many people get tired? Anybody get tired? Nobody? Anybody like, take, like taking siestas and naps? I know you call it just resting your eyes, but some of you are sleeping. Now, Jesus did signs, wonders. He's casting out devils. He's, he's, he, uh, he's sending out uh, armies of, to witness, and he's preaching, and he's, he's, he's dealing with not only signs, wonders, and miracles. He's dealing with Pharisees, Sadducees, and he's dealing with all these things, and they're coming against them. And all of a sudden, he's feeding people. He's doing this. He's doing all this. And all of a sudden, he, he's getting ready to stop, and he sees a multitude of people, and he says, I might as well teach. And so he jumps on a boat. He jumps on a vessel. Someone say he jumps on a vessel. Another word for a boat is a what? Vessel. This vessel had to be pretty special. Think about it. For God to jump to be on board. See, God calls us vessels. And he didn't just jump on any vessel. He's not looking for perfect vessels. It wasn't the yacht. It wasn't a cruise. It wasn't a big ship. He's looking for Willing vessels. Come on, somebody. Are, are you a willing vessel? So if you are a willing vessel, just guess what? You could ask Jesus and he'll come aboard. you got to be willing to allow him to come on board. You, you can't do it on your own. He needs to be the captain of the vessel. Come on, somebody. He needs to be the captain of your ship. He needs to stir you in the right direction. You can get lost out there. And some of you tried it on your own and gotten lost. So finally, Jesus, after a busy, busy from the morning until the, the, towards, the, towards the evening, the multitudes leave finally. 
It says, on the same day, someone say, on the same day. When evening had come, he said to them, let us cross over to the other side. Now, I want to go back, go back real quick. I want to say something real quick. On the same day, like I talked about in John, God, someone say, God said to them. God said to them. I don't want to use Jesus just right now, and I'm not Jesus one, you know, Jesus only. Don't, just don't, don't go there. I'm not saying Jesus only, that there's only one God, and that's Jesus, and, and there is no such God as the Father or the Holy Spirit. It's just Jesus, and he's God, and God. I'm not saying that at all, but in this terms, I want to share with you, if we learned in John, that God said. Who said it? Not man. Man didn't say, hey, you know. Let's cross over. It wasn't Peter. It wasn't James. It wasn't John. It, it, it was God. Someone say God. Why are you here this morning? Because God brought you here. Why are you here this morning? Because God brought you here. This is not Joaquin's church. This is not uh, uh, my, you know, Isaac's church. This is God's church. This is God's house. This is a house of prayer. God told our church, God told this, this vessel here, this is, picture this an ark, look up in the air, this is an ark, and we're in this ark, come on somebody, and he's telling this, hey, he said, let's go to the other side, because you can't just stay in this side, you can't grow on this side. I mean, you could grow, but it's not going to be in a good way, come on somebody. And so he says, let's go to the other side. Who said, let's go to the other side? And what, does God ever break a promise? I said, does God ever break a promise? Does God ever break a promise? Who said, let's go to the other side? Let me tell you something. It is the perfect storm. But we still got to go to the other side. God said, let's cross over. Let us cross over to the other side. Now, when they had left the multitude, they took him along the boat. As he was. And other little what? Boats were also with him. Turn to your neighbor and say, you're not alone. There are people watching. There's other little vessels watching. Come on, somebody. They're called children. And they're watching the way you talk. They watch. Listen, it's easy to float. Hello. It's easy to float. That's what the boats were made for. That's what the vessel's created for. It's created to float. It's created to, to, to travel. And guess who's looking? Little boats, little vessels. They're saying, if you can do it, daddy, if you can do it, pastor, if you can do it, friend, if you can do it, sister, if you can do it, mom, if you can do it, then I can do it. And there's going to always be little boats watching. They're always going to be around you. There's going to be witnesses all over the place when you're at work to see how you work and, and how you raise your children and how you do things. You're not alone in this thing. Come on, somebody. You're just not alone. And God is always sending you around to be a witness. There's also little vessels that need to take the example. If you could float then I could float. If you can sail, then I can sail. If you can cruise, then I can cruise. And if you can go through this, then I can go through this. And someone say, a great windstorm arose. A great windstorm arose, and it wasn't just a regular storm. Come on, somebody. 
It was a great one. And it wasn't just a normal storm. It, it was a windstorm. Someone say windstorm. There's different types of storms in life. We see them all the time. There's firestorms. There's snowstorms. There's rainstorms. There's, you know, come on, somebody. There's storms all, there's different types of storms, and this one happened to be a windstorm. And it's interesting thing about wind, you could feel it, but you don't know where it's coming from. Come on. I want to talk to your spirit this morning. I want to, I want to talk to you. I want, I want to invite you to, to come into the story that I'm trying to say. You could feel the wind. Come on. You could feel it, but you don't know where it's coming from. Have you ever been in a place where you feel something's going to happen, but you just don't know where it's coming from? Come on, some. I want to talk to you guys over here. Have you ever been to a place where you can just, you know, you sense it, you, you feel it. You're, you're saying, hey, you know what? Something's not right. I know there's something wrong. I just can't put my finger on it. I could feel it, but I don't know where it's coming from. I think I'm going crazy, but I feel it. I just can't see it. Something's not right in my marriage. Something's not right at church. Something's not right. Something's not right. I feel the bills are coming. I feel, come on, somebody. You're not, you're not speaking death. You just feel it. You don't want it to happen, but it's stirring up. Oh, come on, come on, come on. You, you don't want it to happen, but it's, it's here. You don't know what to do. You don't know how to handle it. If you could physically see it, then you could fight it. It's almost like, am I crazy or the boat, this vessel's going, it's moving a little different. And the waves beat into the boat so that it, what? Keep going. It was already filling. The vessels, the vessel began to fill with water. Filling. Someone say filling. Well, we know it's filling with water, but guess what? They begin to fill the water. Now they can, listen, not only did they feel the wind and didn't know where it's coming from but now they can feel the water and it's overwhelming come on somebody i want to talk to you this morning have you ever felt like okay here i can there's starting to be a manifestation of what's really taking place because not not only do i see the wind and see the storm and feel the storm now the water i'm starting to feel and feelings will cause you to do things that you don't want to do be careful what fills the vessel I said, be careful what you put in the vessel. You see, boats were made to sail and float and do, you know, and cruise. And, 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 and guess what? They're even meant to go through storms. And the boats are fine. Someone say, boats are fine. Vessels are fine if you don't allow the outside to get on the inside. They're fine as long as you don't let it fill. Don't ever, don't ever allow your feelings or what's coming in to stop what God has called you to do. You were made 
for great and mighty things. Don't allow outside circumstances. Don't allow outside opinions. Don't allow things to fill you when God says, I didn't tell you to let that in you. You are the temples of the Holy Spirit. This shall be called a house of prayer. But you have turned it in. You, not God, you have turned it into a den of thieves. Whip out those things before they fill. Drive out those things before they begin to fill your mind and pollute your mind. And cause you to do things that you shouldn't have done. Turn to your neighbor and say, don't allow your feelings to get in the way. Some of you men are tough men. I know right now if you played basketball and we got an argument, you start to throw down. Hello. Right? Not Hank, but everybody else. You're some tough men, man. You, you, you never back down from a fight and... And all of a sudden, you, your wife will tell you something you don't like, and all of a sudden, you get your feelings hurt. You ain't hearing me. I'm going to preach to this section over here. You're a tough guy, you know. What, what's up? You know, I got this going. What? All of a sudden, your wife will, you know, your kids will say, I don't like you or something. You don't. You know what happens when... You don't learn how to control and push out those things that shouldn't come in. Feelings and hurt and rejection become anger and fear. And you get, begin to doubt who you are, your purpose. See, you're physically fine and you're spiritually fine as long as you don't allow outside wind storms or snowstorms or family storms, financial storms, marital storms. Don't allow it to come in on the inside. There's no room to get into your heart because you're a vessel. Listen, you're a vessel. And the most important, most important piece of your vessel is your heart. And out of the abundance of a heart, a man speaks. As a child, when I ask a question as a child, where does Jesus live? What do they usually say? In my heart. And as you get older, I'll ask you the same question. Where does Jesus live? See, you can't say that. As a child, it's easy to say that because the child has faith. You, you go back in the children's ministry and say, where does Jesus live? They go, in my heart. They don't, they don't question it. They believe it. And they know it. But you ask an adult, where does Jesus live, and you're saying, I don't know, because I've been through so many storms, and I've been through so much chaos, and I've been through so much trials, tribulation. If he did live in my heart, why is he asleep? Was already feeling, but he was stern asleep on a pillow. You could hear the wind. You could hear all the, the disciples arguing. They were fishermen. They, they knew how to deal with storms. But they don't know how to deal with a perfect storm. 
and he is asleep. On a pillow. Let me tell you something. Have you ever been in one of those sleep sleeps? Where you're just out. Anybody? Anybody ever been asleep where you just, you don't want to get up? For, for teens, they fake sicknesses because they don't want to go to school. For adults, you fake it so you don't have to go to work. You just want to sleep in. Anybody? You've been so tired. You've been so tired that you lay down for you go, let me just take a five-minute nap, like two hours later. Anybody? And you don't care what's going on. You ain't getting up. You don't care if there's a storm. Come on, somebody. Kids are yelling at each other. You don't care. Right? You're out. But when your kids begin to cry because something's wrong, that will wake somebody up. The other night, you know, Jen and I, were, we were sleeping, and we were out. And it was like 10 o'clock, and we were, we were gone. But an hour later, Cruz started crying because he got sick, and he threw up. And it was like instantaneously, we, we got up, and right away, we catered to his need. You see, when, 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 when a storm happens, God's not afraid of a storm. Come on, somebody. He's not worried about a storm. He's not worried about water. He's not worried about fire. He's not worried about these things. The only thing that really gets God's attention is a broken and contrite spirit. Is when his disciples, his children, begin to cry out to him, then he woke up. It's almost like one of those things, mess with me all you want, but don't mess with my kids. Can I get an amen? Mess with me all you want. You talk about my kids, but there's something else. And he was asleep. And they awoke him and said to him, keep going. Do you not even care? Now, when Cruz was sick and he woke us up, he knew that we would run to him and help him and take care of him. And because that's what a child knows when he trusts his parents. Come on, somebody. But as adults, how many times have we say, do you even care? I mean, those are pretty hard words. Do you even care? How do you ask God, do you even care that I'm dying or I'm perishing? You know, you know I, I've been to that place where, where I get to a place where things are so bad and things are so really bad where I get to a place where I ask God, God, do you even care? What's, can you not? Can you wake up and see that my marriage is messed up? Can you wake up and see that the church is going? God, wake up! I know you can see this.
Do you even care? My family's falling apart right in front of you. Do you, do you even care that my finances are, do you even care what people are saying about me? God, do you even care what I'm going through? God, wake up. Please wake up. I can't take it no more. It's, it, it's, I'm perishing. I'm dying. And to Jesus, to God, to Holy Ghost, it's not that he don't care. He's building character. He's building a stronger vessel. Because the storms that you face today will be hurricanes tomorrow. The situations that you're experiencing this, this time around are preparing you for the, the bigger ones. You're either going into a storm or in a storm or going out of a storm, but you're going to go back into one. I wish to God that I could sit there and say, and they skipped, and they, you know, everything was great, and everything was perfect. But guess what? These disciples had to go through different storms. But the next time they go through a storm, listen to what he says. And, 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 then he, and then God arose. Someone say, God arose. And rebuked the wind and said to the, the sea, peace, be still. And the wind ceased and there was a great calm. But he said to them, why are you so fearful? How is it that you have not no faith? You see, the storms of life is not to build fear but to build faith. You see, you can't see in a storm. A storm is usually dark and rainy and cloudy and thunderous and windy, and you can't see in a storm, but, but we don't walk by sight. We walk by faith. We walk by faith and not by sight. So no matter how much dripping and stormy and, and what you see and what you perceive and what's going on, you, you got to understand something. you got to get to a place of God said it, I believe it. If he said to the other side, you shall go, then the other side, I shall go. Even though I cannot see, I still believe. See, the problem is he didn't say you guys have zero faith. He knew they had faith enough to get into the boat. Trust me, let's go to the other side. Okay, I trust you. So they did have some faith. You know that faith and hope is an anchor that we have, that we are able to throw it in this. Come on. A vessel must throw your anchor. Throw it. Come on. Hello, I'm talking to you. You need to get this because a storm is coming. You throw your anchor to what? Secure the vessel. The problem is they had the anchor, the faith. But they were not connected to the authority. You can't just throw an anchor. It'll sink. It has to be connected. It has to be connected. Don't think your marriage is going to go through a storm and you say, well, I have faith. And throw your anchor out if it's not connected to the authority of Jesus Christ. And he threw his anchor, and guess what? The disciples go, listen, we're still perishing. Because it was not connected to the authority. 
See, when you know, hello, when you know you got connections, don't you have, don't you have a little bit more confidence? Man, we're running so late. Don't worry, another guy in the front. Right? How many of you know what I'm talking about? How are we going to do? Don't, don't trip. I got connections. What if I told you you got connections to God? What if I told you that the perfect storm was for, for you? Yeah, yeah, it was for my wife. It was for my wife. Nah, man, it was for my children. Man, it was for the church. No, the perfect storm was for you. It was for you, Peter. So the next time the storm comes, you're not just going to say, God, I'm perishing. You say, call me out. Oh, you missed that. Because next time the storm comes, you've already seen the wind. You've already seen the waves. You've already seen how it's done. You've already seen what Jesus, he's the one that could stop the storm. He's the one that could control the sea. So when next time the storm comes, Peter, next time the storm comes, Joaquin, next time the, the storm comes, Don, next time the, the storm comes, Raymond, the next time the storm comes, Isaac, the next time the storm, storm comes, Mike, Nathan, and, and, and Jesse, and, and Carlos, next time the storm comes, you're going to sit there and say, you know what, I've already been there, done that, call me out. Call me out. I just don't want to go through the storm. I want to walk over it. And why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? And they feared exceedingly and said to one another, who can this be that even the storm, the wind, and the sea obey him? Who is he? Who, who, who is this? It's who? It's God. It's Jesus. Where does he live? Where does he live? If you listen in your heart, then why are we so fearful? We're so fearful because we don't understand what man's going to do. Worship team, come on up. I want, I want to share something real quick. God told the disciples, let's go across, and a storm happened. Amen? God told Jonah, go speak to Nineveh, and a storm happened. The Bible says it rains on the just and the unjust alike. You're going to go through a storm whether you're doing good and you're going to go through a storm if you're doing bad. One day you're going to listen, Jonah. One day you're going to listen, Simon. But you're going to go through a storm. And you can do it all you want to do and try to figure it out like they did with Jonah. Throw everything off. Throw everything off. Throw the cargo. Throw it out. I guess it's this. I guess it's that. I guess it's this. I guess it's that. No, it's not. It's your disobedience. And God told the disciples who just did great things, let's cross over. Sometimes God tells you to do something, but he doesn't tell you about the storm that's in front of you. 
Because if he did, guess what? You would take that ride. Right? How many people would go on a roller coaster if they blindfolded you first? And then just walked you and they sat you down. You're like, I could do that all day long. Because you couldn't see, right? Then they open up the blindfold. You're ready. You're like, oh, no. But once you went on it, four or five times, you're like, woo! At first, you're like, like this, right? But after a while, your hands are in the air. Because you've already been there, done that. But I'm going to tell you something right now. And this is going to help you out. This is, I want you to, if you're going to take anything home, take this with you. Jesus got on board. Jesus entered this vessel. He did not abandon the ship. He didn't jump off the ship and say, you know what, you guys are fearless, I'm out of here. And walk on water and took off. He stayed on the boat. And regardless what the storm looks like, he stayed in the church. Regardless what your marriage looked like, he stayed in your marriage. Regardless what you're thinking, he stayed. Because he will never leave you, nor forsake you. Regardless what the storm looks like, he stayed on board. Regardless what the storm looked like, let me tell you something. Regardless what the storm, you guys stayed here. Regardless what the outside said, regardless what they whispered and they talked and what they said about this church, you stayed on board. Regardless what's taking place in your personal life, you will have people who will sit there and say, I don't know what happened, home, but I'm going to ride with you. Even if we go down in the storm, I'm with you. Because you know what, with Jesus, you never go down. And if you go down, it's only to pick something up. And sometimes you have to go down to pick up that smooth stone to face your Goliath.